The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to be here with you today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, can you even imagine living a life of peace every day? Go ahead, close your eyes and just feel that peace every day. Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can do it. Listen, we can do it together. You don't need perfection to cultivate a life of peace. You need process and you need perspective. And that's what we do here on the Everyday Peace Show. We bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you to help you develop and create your everyday peace. And today happens to be a particularly wonderful day to do that because today we celebrate Veterans Day. And I want to say a very big happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there and express my sincere gratitude for the sacrifices of the men and the women and the families that were made for us to be able to enjoy this day and to have this conversation with the spectacular guest that we have here today. Our special guest today is Cynthia Bryan. Cynthia Bryan is an actress founder and executive director of Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity and the president of Star Style Productions. Cynthia Bryan is a New York Times best-selling co-author of Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, author of Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, for living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference. Be the star you are for teens. Be the star you are millennials to boomers. She's also the author of The Business of Show Business, The Blessings of Love and Relationships, Miracle Moments, and Growing with the Goddess Gardener, as well as an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, personal growth consultant, producer, and host of radio and TV shows, columnist, designer, gardener, reviewer, and lifestyle coach. That is a lot. And Cynthia has an intense love and and admiration for the natural world. She travels the world connecting with cultures. Her values are deeply rooted in her belief that we are all one. I could not think of a better guest to have on Veterans Day. Welcome to the show, Cynthia Bryant. Oh, Dr. Draven, this is so sweet of you. And that is a very big introduction and it, and it, it humbles me to be here. Thank you. I, I, I bow to you and, and I'm so thrilled to be here with all your listeners. Oh, we're happy to have you. And as I read that bio, and I know because I was 
a little while back, a few months ago, on your wonderful show. And I know that yes, you have a Yes, in August, heart. very recently. Uh, right. It was a great show. You're, you're terrific. Oh, you're amazing. Like attracts like, right? So I'm so yeah, amazed exactly. because you are a phenomenal woman. And when I read yourself and when I talk to you and, and get, you know, just in your presence like we are now, I am overwhelmed with this sense of passion that comes across on everything that you do. If someone visits, and I hope they do, visit your website, um, read about the things that you're doing. There is a sense of passion that just infuses it all over everything that you do. And I would love it if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, how you became to be the Cynthia Bryan that I absolutely love. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, first of all, I also want to salute, just as you did, all of our veterans and all of our surfers people and just extend my sincerest um, love and gratitude for everything they do. Because as you said at the top of the hour, we wouldn't be living in the country we're living in if they weren't there to protect us and to keep us always safe and to bring peace into our life. So thank you all veterans and service people. And now to talk about passion. Yes, yes, I live a life of passion. It's so true. I really believe, um, Drayvon, that, that you really have to have passion and purpose in your life. And that creates the possibilities. So the background on me is I grew up on a farm. I was the eldest of five children. And I'm the first one in my family to ever go on to a college education. And I had to pay for it myself. And I did that by raising chickens from the time I was eight and selling the eggs, not the birds, just the eggs, <laughs> and until I was 18. And I was able to finance my college education. So I have a great indebtedness to chickens as well. <laughs> I feel that they gave me, you know, people are always down on them thinking that they're not very smart birds, but they really are. And they help me be much smarter. So uh, from the time I was young, and um, I always raised animals, and this is another one of my great passions. From the time I was a little girl, I have adopted uh, abandoned, abused, or given new homes to animals that needed new homes. And I still do that to this day. So <laughs> despite all my career, I also have a big barnyard of chickens and ducks and geese and rabbits and goats and, and pot-bellied pigs, birds, fish, you know, dogs, cats. And it seems like we just have a big sign outside our house that must say sucker because it, any, all these animals just show up at our door and they get to live a very happy life um, for the rest of their life right here because I, I don't know, I just, you know, talk to the animals. I think we can learn so much from one another. But uh, just to answer your question, I mean, I could talk about passion, I think, forever because, again, with you and everyday peace, passion and peace, I believe, really go together. It's like how do you define your passion? How do you access it? How do you identify what you love to do and love to be? So for me, I think that having passion means that we find joy in every little detail in life. I mean, just the smallest things. I, um, I, gra gratitude and also passion go together. I wake up in the morning. I always start my days with a meditation. 
And my first words and thoughts of meditation are always in gratitude uh, for whatever, for my pillow, you know, for the sky that's out there. I'm in California. You might have been reading and the listeners might have heard that we have been, uh, the last month has been just filled with fires. It has been just a really scary, scary time. And blackouts, in other words, no you know, no electricity. And, you know, here we are in America and you start feeling like you should be able to turn on a switch, but then you go for four days, five days, and you have no power at all. Well, um, just to give a background, we were awoken. We had no power, awoken in the middle of the night at 2.15 in the morning, evacuated, um, firefighters knocking on our door saying, evacuate now. I, I come down barefoot in my bathrobe. How much time do I have? 60 seconds, ma'am, if you want us to save your house. 60 seconds to get out the door. So so it was very frightening. But again, just circling back to what does this have to do with passion? What it did, I mean, it was a frightening, frightening time, especially in the dark when you have to grab things, is um, I'm always one of these people that I believe in preparation. It's another one of my P words, you know, being prepared. So having a go bag ready, and I think this is good for anybody anywhere, whether it's earthquake country or tornadoes or floods, you know, fires, all the hurricanes, to have a go bag in your closet and one in your car. So because I'm so passionate about helping people, while I was actually evacuated and didn't have any access to any power, I was already thinking, what can I do to help people understand that they need to be prepared for the next one. And when the power came back on, I was able to write a couple of newspaper articles that got published right away. And wouldn't you know it, within two weeks, there were uh, two major fires. And people were emailing me saying, thank you so much for writing how to be safe in emergency preparation because you saved us. We we followed your advice. We packed the go bag. We were evacuated. Uh, several houses burnt down and some clubs and all this, but people got out alive. So it's so and interesting. I, how, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, you're, you're just, I, I was just moved by spirit, God, whatever, that I had to get this down on paper and write it immediately. The, uh, my experience, because I thought I had been prepared, and I was pretty prepared for an evacuation, but during my evacuation, which I never expected, uh, I learned a lot. I learned what I didn't know, and so it was interesting. I was able to write what I didn't know plus what I did know, right. and that helped people That helped people survive. So that was and what I, what I hear, very happy. What I hear you saying, Cynthia, is the thing that I feel all over you that jumps onto me. And I hope our listeners are getting it. In your moment of need, two o'clock in the morning, two thirty in the morning, you're awakened. Who, you know, who amongst us is totally lucid at that time? Most of us oh probably my gosh, aren't. No. But you you went your go to place was, oh my gosh, this is a little bit scary. I'm a bit prepared, but what about the other people. And that's a service mm-hmm. mindset. That is a service mm-hmm. mindset, which is genuinely who you are. I mean, I just, it comes across so clearly, but, and, and I know that it is, and I, and you can chime in and say if I'm wrong, but I believe that I know that it is a big 
part of why you are so successful. I mean, we heard that bio and, you know, you have to catch your breath a few times in, in reading it. And you say to yourself, can one person do all of this? Surely you can when you have the spirit to be a giver first. You have truly come. And I think you may have wrote read, read, uh, wrote this somewhere and I read it and I didn't say it um, just yet. But Cynthia you know, has been such a blessing to the universe. And that is because you are in service mind. That is mindset that you are looking for different ways to serve looking for different ways to serve at two o'clock in the morning you're being evacuated how many you know how much time do i have not not much ma'am and the thing that runs through your mind is how can i help people get more prepared than you're what right. I thank you thank you very much for uh recognizing that because i actually hadn't put that together as you're speaking it but you're right uh there was something I, I have a, this was given to me by my parents. They were always very service oriented and it was always because growing up on a farm, other, you know, you're isolated, but you have a community of other farmers within miles and you're always thinking about how can we work together? How can we be interdependent? And that it was what was going through my mind. And as we were, Uh, driving out of our driveway, I saw one person running down the street and we, I zoomed up. I said to my husband, zoom up. And we rolled down the window. I said, jump in, jump in. You can't be out there running. You can't outrun a fire. The fire burnt to our back fences. That's how close it was. It was a hundred feet away. It burnt all the way. And the firefighters were so amazing. Um, They were able to save the light. I mean, again, they remind me of our veterans and our service people. You know, they are first responders. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, I do believe when you have a mindset of helping others, and this is a very crazy thing of life, it's sort of like the paradigm of life is when you serve others, you actually serve yourself. And people say to me mm-hmm. all the time, okay, you've been working now, it's 21 years, you founded this charity, Be the Star You Are, which is all about helping other people find their dream, find their passion, find their uh, possibilities, you know, be able to live the person they are meant to be. And I'm a volunteer, I'm not paid, I've never been paid, and I work really long hours. But the interesting thing about it is, I feel so full from helping others. So when people say, oh, well, you're not paid. To me, it's not about the monetary payment. It's about how much we can give back. How much can we improve the world? If every person would just do that little bit for somebody else, one little thing every day, whether it's a smile to somebody that you don't know, you know, um, whether it's when you're walking down the street and you see somebody trying to load something in their car and, you know, it's obviously heavy and you could stop and help them, whatever it is, could be something little. I think that helps yeah. us as individuals be happier. You're what right. Do you think? You're, you're absolutely it right because something? it is, it, yeah. it's in that, that we find ourselves giving, the more we give, the more we actually get. And what I hear, yeah. I mean, you're rolling out a formula for success and I've, and I'm going to go back to the beginning when you said passion, and purpose creates passion, possibility. Yeah. Right. So passion and purpose. And how do you find out your passion? I love it. You get up and do the same thing I do in the morning, which is probably why we get along so well. You talk about gratitude first 
in the morning. And the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I roll over and I pick an index card out of my nightstand and I write down my three things that I'm grateful for, whatever they are, first three things. And that becomes my focal point of the day. And I believe that wherever your attention is, and this is true, I don't just believe it. It's, it's a universal oh, law. So wherever right. you put your attention is what you're going to draw it's into yourself, whatever, wherever your attention is. And so because you are this person who is so forward focused on gratitude and service, it's why together your life it just is it just exudes passion. I mean, even in, in the tone and the pitch of your voice, it makes just makes me smile because you are so energetic. <laughs> and I know that no one is, you know, we, we all have we're all living this planet Earth. And my goodness, none of us is gonna get out of here without a little rain, but that's okay because rain makes flowers grow. But and a, in and that, you have to have rain to have the rainbows. Absolutely. And in that, in that, your if your focus is service, your focus is being grateful, you'll get to discover more wonderful parts of yourself because you truly have done that. I mean, you're an actress, you're you know, a producer, you're a writer, a life coach. There is no limit to what you can do. And and by and by you, I mean anybody, if they follow this formula. You know, I appreciate that you threw that in because I was just going to say that it's not about me and it's not about you. It's it's about the we and every single person yeah, yeah. who is listening to us um, chat and have this conversation right now. We all have that star that's burning brightly within us. We all have a dream. We can all make them come true if we do focus our attention on that and look to the positive. You know, there's so many negative things in the world, but we can always find positive. So when you were saying about the rain, you know, yes, we're all going to have bad days, but we also have a choice. So we can see that rain is a bad thing, or we can see it as life-giving. As you said, like California, we need rain right now. Whereas in other right. states, it might be flooding. But, you know, we, we have to look and see the positive in things because to make that dream come true, Deep inside of us, we just have to dig. And our challenge is to identify that dream, to follow it. And despite what the naysayers say, we have to just keep going. Because, you know, I think we can't listen. We just can't listen to that little negative voice in our head. Instead, we need to follow our heart. We need to live our passion. We need to figure it out in some way and know that we are enough and never, ever apologize for our God-given gifts because oh my we goodness. are one of a kind. We're one of a kind, yes. right? These are yes. gifts. These are, when you're talented, when you have something, whether it doesn't matter. My dad was a farmer, Drayvon, Drayvon, and when he died, my dad died in my arms, and he was my hero. I was just, everybody loved him, but, I, you know, it was my it was an honor for me to be with him for his last breath. But he said to me before he died, I said, Daddy, is there anything more I can do for you on this earth? Because you are dying. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. And he goes, honey, he goes, he looks me right in the eye. He goes, honey, I have lived a marvelous life. I married the woman oh. I loved. We were married 45 years. We had you five kids. And he goes, I had the privilege and the honor of working in a, a profession that was my passion. And, and <sighs> he goes, I got to feed people. He got up and he was a farmer. He, and, he, and his final words were, he goes, I have lived my 
dream. And when he said that, something just tingled inside of me. And I think that's when my whole mindset, because at the time, I was only really acting. I was in, you know, I was an actress, and I still am, but I, I was doing mostly television and film, and I was doing design. And something clicked inside of me at that moment um, when he said those words. And I realized that my new mission in life had to be to help other people live their dreams. Because if a man who was a farmer, he was not president of anything, he had no college education, you know, he wasn't considered to be, quote, end quote, an important person. In fact, when he got sick, his insurance uh, and company canceled him because they said he was just a farmer, which they said the wrong thing to the wrong person because I, I, I went to bat for him. But in any case, the fact that, you know, in society, being a farmer may not have been considered important job. You know, he's not a CEO of anything, but he lived his dreams. He lived his passion. He was loved. He and he loved. What more can we ask for in life? And he fed people. He fed Right. People. And I wanted to mean yes. that may not have been such an important job, but I want to take that all the way back to you. And you talked about the chicken and the chickens yes. and you were selling the eggs and, and we don't value these are just, you know, we say this is a small thing, but is that really a small thing? We're thinking about no. a farm. And the fact that most of us ate something today because of the hard work of a farmer somewhere, yeah. right? Yes, We're so far removed from, right? So, I mean, so it's not such yeah. a small thing. And it's so amazing that you had that experience because my grandmother, before she passed, in fact, uh, it was really eerie how it happened. She called me one day out of the clear blue and she said, honey, I just want to tell you that I've had a great life. And it by no means was it an elaborate or even a luxurious life. It was a very humble life that she had mm -hmm. had. And it just caused me to sit down. Really, when she said it, I just sat in the kitchen chair and I just stared at the phone as she talked. And she said, I want you to know that I want you to have a great life. And I thought to myself, oh, and I even asked her, I said, what was so great about your life? You know, I'm just thinking okay. to myself, because, you know, I'm young and I'm thinking, well, you didn't have this and you didn't have that. And right. But it was she had and what she gave was love. Well, love. Right. And that's the, the most end of the story. priceless it's thing. the beginning, the yeah. middle and the end of every story. If you have love and see that my family was the same. We didn't know that we were poor. I didn't know we didn't have anything. I had a pair of cowboy boots, uh, a pair of Levi's, one pair of shorts, you know, and a couple of T-shirts. Uh, we didn't have any fancy anything. I, as I said, I had to pay my own college education because there was no money for college. So if I wanted to go to college, I was told it'd be great if you want to go, but you've got to figure it out how you're going to get there. So it was a great gift that your grandmother gave you because it's not about the things it's, I, I loved it. Dennis Waitley one time was on my radio show, and he said, it's about you want to give your children roots and wings, not loot and things. And oh, I, I love thought, it. I wow. love it. <laughs> roots and wings. I'm a big fan not of angels. I, I, I have a lot of angels mm -hmm. around me all the time. Whether people believe or not, it doesn't matter to me. They're there. <laughs> There's something right. bigger than ourselves, right? So, uh, yes. But, you know, the, the key is your grandmother was showing you 
that even through ups and downs and challenges and hard times, she had love. She gave love. And she was able to be that role model, that mentor of that. And this is what we as people need to pass on, that despite, you know, any political weirdness that's going on in the world and all the bad things, there are a lot of bad things. If each of us could find that, that, that spark, that flame of love in our own hearts, we can share that with other people. And you share it with one person and then you pass it forward and pass it on and pass it on. And that know that we are absolutely enough. Be your unapologetically authentic self all the time. And getting back to your God-given gifts, no matter who you are and what you do, you are important. If you are the ditch digger, be the best ditch digger you can be. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you are a, a janitor, a roofer. Everyone is equally important, and we need everybody. If we were all the oh, same, we wouldn't need you could anybody. Scream that. <laughs> you could scream that from right? the rooftop, and, it, and, and we could still hear more of it. Every there, everyone on the planet Earth doing whatever they're doing in this exact moment is essential, because and as you said, unique. we're all connected. We all come from the same source. We're all one, right. and so it's right. like you know, there's no higher person, there's no higher calling. There is just a calling, and as long as we right. serve every capacity, yes. every part of the service model that we that we that's why you know Veterans Day is the best day because we're represent we're, we're representing the world and we're saying hey these women and men they did something in service something so great which is why our country is the country that it is today no country is perfect because no people are perfect but we get up right. every day and we try again and again and we don't give up on ourselves and we don't give up on each other that's passion. And you know, that's exactly what you don't give up on each other. And we become uh, high performers by being ourselves and not by trying to imitate others. So this is why it's essential that we are true to our purpose and true to our passions and true to the person that we are. And then we can exceed anything that we put before us. And I believe this with all my heart. I really do. I think I think there's something. We're going to come right back. Equity. Cynthia, right after, okay. right after this break, we're going to come back and talk about that truth and be the star that you are. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We'll be back after this brief break. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. We have a fabulous guest here today, Cynthia Bryan. And I just want to say during the break, you were talking and I said something to her that I really want to share with the audience. And I'm, is that what we're getting here is a formula. And I mentioned that earlier. And if you have a pen and paper, if you're like me, you like to take notes, you like to jot things down and share them at dinner and things of that nature. We're getting ready to have a big Thanksgiving dinner in our country. And a lot of family and friends will be gathering together. And this would be 
really a good topic to bring to the table is how do you create a successful life? There'll be people, I trust me, it's your Thanksgiving table who will be, you know, you'll have college students there. You'll have people who are my age and people who are younger and you'll have all sorts of people at your table. And some of them will be in a place where they're thinking about their life and reflecting because we do that around the holidays. And how do you create a successful life? Well, you could bring some real good insight just from the show and what Cynthia has shared with us today. You create, you can start your life over. You can build your dreams when you start with, when you have a life of passion. And how do you get that? Waking up with gratitude, finding something to be grateful for. And two, asking, just asking with your tongue, how can I be of service today? Just throw that question out in the universe. And the universe is going to smile and nod and give you a big wink and a hug and sing you someone or something to be in service to. That is how we create success because you'll learn so many things about yourself. I promise you, you will. And you'll be able to create a resume in a lifestyle that says that I'm more than just a body of work. I'm a body of passion. And that's what I get from what Cynthia Bryan has done with her life. So a huge thank you from me to her. And we, we ended the break just before we went to the break talking about um, being true to who you are being true to who you are, that you, just the way you are with your gifts, with the things that you don't even like about yourself, just the way that you are, you are enough. You are enough. Mm -hmm. You know enough and you have enough to be of help to one other person. Now, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You have enough, you are enough, and you know enough to be of help to at least one other person. That's how powerful you are. That's how much the universe needs you. That's how much your family, your community needs you. You are necessary. I hope that's coming across today because that's so very important. That's truly how we, and I agree with you, Cynthia, that peace and passion go hand in hand. They're like kissing cousins. Peace and passion <laughs> go hand in hand. <laughs> that's how we develop a life I of peace. Agree. But I want to I want to talk the second half a lot about what I absolutely love is your charitable foundation, Be the Star You Are, and the trilogy, the three books that you've written. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, and I know there's an award that we're going to talk about that in a little bit that you got recently, but talk to us how that got born. Like, how did you come up with this concept of Be the Star That You Are, and what the, what does this organization do? Well, again, thank you so much. And I just want to piggyback on that. We are all enough. We are all, we were not created equal. and We wouldn't want to be, we are all something far better than equal because each of us is unique. And so no matter who we are, we are enough. But be the star you are. I appreciate you talking about it. As an actor and as an acting coach, I have always believed that we all have these uh, unique gifts inside of us and getting back to the being enough that we just need to polish up that star. So when I would be coaching kids, I started off by coaching kids for acting and then later it, it kind of morphed. The kids liked what I was doing so much and then the parents liked it and then it, you know, it just evolved. But whenever I would end a class or, um, or a consultation, I would always say, go out into the world and be the star you are. In other words, you're already enough. You were born this way. You know, you were born to be the best. So that was how that started, and that's many, many years ago. And then I told you how my dad died in my arms, 
And when he did, and he said that he had lived his dreams, all of a sudden it hit me that I had to help other people, really, more than just my acting students. I had to help the world as much as I could. And I thought the way to do it would be to create a television show because that was the area that I knew was television. And so I did. I, um, I had never produced a television show in my life, but it, just as you said earlier in the show, when you put your mind and your passion uh, uh, behind something, the possibilities open up. And as soon as I let people know that I wanted to do this show, all of a sudden doors started opening. And before long, I had produced a television show that ran for a, year, a few years called Live Your Dreams. And it was dedicated to my dad. And we always ended it with that Be The Star You Are. And then I was on a plane because uh, I was um, bringing the show to other networks. And I sat next to a, a man who we started talking. And of course, I'm very passionate about helping people live their dreams and be the stars they are. And he goes, well, why haven't you written a book? And I go, oh, me, write a book? Oh, I'm not a writer. I haven't, you know, no. I mean, it's so interesting how we think we're not something. And the reality was, I had been writing my whole life. I mean, most of us have been doing things our whole life. I just didn't think of myself as a professional writer. And he said, wow, well, your stories, I mean, you have a book. You, you, you definitely got to write a book. He goes, here's my, here's my literary agent. Here is my editor. I'm on my book tour. He was a best-selling author. And so I wow. followed up. And that is something that I really want to share with people is when someone gives you a tip, don't you have to go into action you must follow up i didn't know what would come of it but i followed up and said you know i met roger crawford and he had a wonderful book called how high can you bounce and he suggested i contact you they asked me to send him stuff we got together bottom line got a contract ended up the first book was be the star you are 99 gifts for living loving laughing and learning to make a difference I had a foreword written by Dr. Bernie Siegel, who I just adore. Oh. And how I got Bernie Siegel to write my foreword was, it was a miracle. He was the, my dad before he died. I had bought my dad all the books by Bernie Siegel because Bernie was a, if you haven't read, read any of his books, you really must uh, because he's such a positive, positive guy. And so my dad's very final request was, oh, I wish I could have talked to Bernie Siegel because I think we would have gotten along. And me not knowing anybody, I said, well, of course, Dad, of course you're going to talk to him. And then I ran out thinking, oh, my God, what did I just do? I wrote an impassioned short letter to the publisher, overnighted it to New York. For some reason, the publisher opened it, contacted Bernie, and literally the phone rang my dad was in a coma. The phone rang and my mom picked it up and everybody was getting hurt when my dad got sick. And so there were all these doctors calling and my mom says, whose doctor is Dr. Siegel? I go, mine, mine. And Bernie got on the phone. He said, well, I said, Bernie, he's in a coma. He said, that's okay. Put the phone to his ear. My dad came out of the coma. Bernie let him oh. in a meditation telling him to go to the life that he had been a good man, a good farmer. You know, he had really done a wonderful things for the world. And my dad looked around at all of us gathered around his bed and um, told him, mean, he kept thanking Bernie. He told us how, uh, that he loved us and he died. 
And so when I asked Bernie Siegel if he would write the foreword, he wrote it right away. And so this was like the, my miracle book. So Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. I just can't even get over this book because it got endorsed by Deepak Chopra and Dr. Wayne Dwyer and Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield and uh, all the Richard Bowles and something like 85 different wonderful people, none of whom I knew when I wrote the book. So it was interesting that it just resonated the message. So I always say it was divinely inspired because when I read it myself, it's like, did I really write that? And I go to my computer, I really did write that. But, um, (laughs) and that just led to the other, that just led to all of the other books. And so what happened after I wrote the first book, and went um, and I and had the television show. People kept saying you have to create a charity so that you can reach even more people. And of course, it's been now 21. Well, we're in our 21 years now. So I started it in 1998. It got its 501c3 on 9999, and it's called <laughs> Be the Star You Are. Isn't that a, a kind of a great thing? And um, yes. What's so interesting, it's 100% volunteer, so nobody gets paid at all. So everything, I never thought that we even make it this long. I mean, I knew nothing about a charity. I started it completely from my heart because I wanted to give back. I wanted to increase literacy. I wanted to empower women, families, and youth at risk and really help people know that they are all important, that they are enough. And I really felt that if we could get positive messages out there, just like your show right now, where you're, you're, you uh, are showing people how important it is to be positive, that life could be better, that we could have everyday peace. We know that you really do have to look on the bright side. You have to be more optimistic. So, but, so and you have you to have a community. Yeah. And and you have to have a community. And that's what I think you have created. That's what we're doing here on the show. You've created a community of like-minded people. And maybe, and just maybe we have a listener here that's listening and says, you know, I don't, I don't feel this positive and I want something like this. It's okay. You don't have to feel that way all the time. Come hang out with some people who will help you see the brighter side of you and help you find your passion inside of you and help you to live your truth right where you are because a community I believe can do so much. I, you know, a long time ago, I, I read something about, you know, if you put one finger up and you try to, you know, swat at something with one finger, well, really doesn't make that much of a difference. <laughs> when you put all, no. all five fingers up and you swat at something, well, now you got impact. Right. And, and so that's, that's this community that you have created would be the star that you are. It's a community of people who come just the way they are with whatever level of, of optimism. What, and, they, and they bring their whole self, right? That's the piece. You come complete. You bring your pain. You bring your disappointment. You come as you are. And in your truth of who you are, you're able to give organically. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's mm-hmm. passion. And as we said earlier, the more you give, the more you get. And it's a weird thing uh, how that works. And I do have a a kind of a formula that I learn that, I mean, I like to share with people about how you can really live your passion, live your truth, live with all the possibilities that can happen. And that, if I may share it right now, I'll just give you kind of the... Oh, absolutely. Thank you. 
it's dream the dream and dream big and don't be afraid of what the dream is. You don't have to worry about how it's going to come to fruition. Just whatever it is, put it out there in the universe. You don't have to leave something off the list because everybody says that you're not going to be able to do it. Forget about that. Just dream the dream. And then you want to identify your path. So in other words, if your passion hasn't yet been obvious to you, you can, uh, there's things that you can do. You can take a test. You can read a book. You can take a seminar. In other words, don't be discouraged if you have several passions and none of them seem to be working because life just has a way of merging our talents in some really remarkable ways sometimes. And then once you've decided, uh, you know, kind of figured that out, you do have to probably, you might have to take a class. You might have to go back to school. Uh, you just assess what your talents are. They don't always come with their own passion because sometimes passion might lack that talent to back it up. But you can have the energy to develop those talents and those abilities. But then the next most important thing is write the plan. And that means getting your thoughts from your head down your arm and either by hand or on your computer or whatever. Just write down what it is that you want. And after that, you need to find a support person. It could be one person. You need a cheerleader. You don't have to surround yourself with hundreds of people uh, because you don't want false hope and you don't want somebody who's going to smash your dream. You want somebody that's going to keep you on, on track. So if you say you want to be a writer, don't want to be a writer. Just be a writer. I'm a writer. So the first time that you say, I'm a writer, you will start becoming that writer because you'll believe it. And finally, if you just step back from yourself and believe in your abilities and all the possibilities that you can make it happen, because it's up to you to do the hard work, you take the risk, but then you're going to reap the reward. So believe in yourself and all the possibilities. And what will end up happening is, you're going to really do what you love, and you're going to live your dreams, and you will turn those passions into profits. And those, the profits can be anything. It can be the good feeling that you get. It can be monetary. The best thing it is is that it just becomes you, and you become, you come, become excited about life. I don't think I could ever be bored. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited about what's going to happen in the next moment because. You know, oh my goodness. That is Yeah, and I love it. You don't become bored because you're so engaged in the moment. And I want to just speak to that point when you said write it down, whatever it is that you want to do, write it down. I am a big believer in writing things down. And for those listeners who are listening with us today and you need a reference to understand how how important writing your vision down, what your dream is. I don't care how big or small it is. You write it down. In Habakkuk 2.2 in the Bible, it says, write the vision and make it plain. Right? You write it down. And this is how I, I, guys, I can't express this enough to you. I believe that writing something on paper in a journal, I don't care what you write on a trash bag if you want a paper bag. It takes something from a non-physical world and produces it in a physical world. That's creation. You have a thought in your head in a non-physical world and you produce it in a physical world. That's your first 
act of creation. So really don't take that lightly. When, when Cynthia says, write it down, please write that down. Whatever it is, write it down. And if you need a cheerleader and you can't find anyone that's on your team, you reach out to Dr. Drayvon James and I will be your cheerleader because I really want us to get what, what Cynthia is saying here. And what I get from her so much is this passion. How do you live a life that is so full? You all heard me read her resume in the beginning, her bio in the very beginning of the show. And I'm sure you probably said, my goodness gracious, is she just talking about one woman? Yes, I am. One woman, Cynthia Bryan. And she did all of this. She did all these things. But it's all started with a thought. And that thought, how can I serve? What can I do? You know, what do I like to do? You know, acting is a wonderful thing. I, you know, I'm an actress. You guys know I love the world of acting. You first got to put that down. You got to, you got to see yourself. You got to believe it enough to say, I am important enough to do this next thing. And then put some muscle behind it. Put a little, whatever the research is, you know, don't drive yourself crazy. Follow the lead. Follow what the next course of action is because you will have to put some action to it, but it won't be like, um, oh, this is something I really hate to do because you'll be able to go back to that source where you wrote it down. Oh my goodness, I'm taking this course because this is what I wrote down that I wanted to do. And we have just about nine minutes and and we got plenty of time, but I don't want to miss this part. And please tell us about the award that you recently received for the work that you're doing with Be The Star. Thank you. Well, we were so excited. A big envelope came in the mail, and Be The Star You Are was just uh, acknowledged and honored by the California State Assembly and Legislature for our 20 years of service to, uh, and it says dedicated service, to the community, our country, and the world. And that just came completely out of the blue. And it's because we haven't had power, I haven't had time to really work on getting a newsletter out, but we will be posting a photo of that and the beautiful letter that was written to us. And we're just so thrilled because, again, I'm so honored uh, and all the volunteers get, can take all the credit for this and our supporters, and we're really excited. And I, uh, I'll give the website out as you had asked me to because we really could use support. We're working on disaster relief right now, which as we know, there's a lot of disasters that have gone on across the United States. And it used to be that we would do disaster relief just once in a while. And now it's almost year round where we try to get good books and, um, and life skill things out to, to survivors of disasters. But, but we do a lot of other work too, a lot of outreach programs. The website is be the starur.org all uh, and there's no word bad in it just all spelled out be the starur.org or they can just go to the letters btsya.org and that's uh, for the website uh, for be the star you are charity and um, we really work to empower women families and youth through increased literacy positive media messages and tools for living And we're now going in our 21st year of doing that. And something that's special, and you know this, Devon, because you were on Express Yourself Teen Radio on August 25th, and um, Dr. Drayvon was a fabulous guest, so we'll encourage you to visit. Oh, you're so kind. uh, 
expressyourselfteenradio.com and you can t- tune in. But uh, the majority of our volunteers are all young people. And this gives me such great joy to have young teenagers and early 20s uh, as volunteers because those are the next generation. And that's why the third book in the series of the Be The Star You Are series, we did Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning to Make a Difference. Then we did Be The Star You Are for Teens, which was Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading. And our new book this year is Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. 100% of the proceeds of the sales of any of these books go to Be The Star You Are charity. So um, you can actually find the books and any of my other books at um, starstyleradio.net, which is uh, for our radio show. But in any case, there are 31 contributors on the Be The Star You Are Millennials to Boomers. And it's so exciting to have these young people writing about their true experiences. And, you know, and how we... We kind of are um, closing the gap, you know, how we have to we have to coordinate the different generations, don't you think? I absolutely do. And, and, you know, it takes no talent for us to find the differences in amongst ourselves. I mean, we just don't have to have any talent to do that. And we're so talented, each and every one of us. So we really use the time that we have to look for the similarities that we have amongst right. all of us and I can say from being on your show and those fabulous teens who were so professional we just we had a great time we really had a great time and you find out that the, the only difference between us really is a couple of years right you know in my case a lot yeah, of years well, but and I, mean, that's I okay. think one of the teens was only 15 so think about that she's the, they're interviewing you and with your knowledge and I love it that the teens are so excited about what you had to share and everyday peace and talking about authenticity and just what we're talking about being enough that young people are doing that. Oh, and Drayvon, I just realized I gave the wrong radio, the wrong site for the book. It's star well, style. That's okay. let's, let's, store yeah. Let's do that net. again. It's Say it one more time, style, Cynthia. Star style store.net. That's S T A R S T Y L E store.net. So sorry about that. That's where you can get the book, Star Style Store. <laughs> that's Star, a, that's Star, sort of a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Triple S's, StarStyleStore.net. And you will not yeah. be disappointed because I truly do believe that we enhance each other. You know, we bring a lot to the younger generation. But as you mentioned earlier, the younger generation brings a lot to us, too. It keeps mm-hmm. us connected together there are no extra people we need them they need us so the work that you're doing mm-hmm. is so valuable to bridge what could be a gap but i really not and i have young people you know i have a daughter who's 19 a son who's 16 it's a lot of fun and it's it's eye-opening and it's it would be such a tragedy to miss this part of our culture mm. and to so, experience and it, it through their it, eyes doesn't it keep us young it keeps us young the young people it really keep does. us young. They keep us in the know of what's happening now. And to me, that's a critical part of passion. Getting back to our topic of passion is we have to be interested at every stage of life, in every stage of life. We, you know, we really have to keep that 
that passion going, not just for our own generation and our own music and our own thoughts, because we're all like stars. You know, we can't always see them, but we know they're there. So I want to thank you, Drayvon, for being a shining star in my life. That really, you're really fabulous. And I'm so grateful to be on your show. Oh, you're so kind to say that. But, you know, I we keep each other's light burning. And that's what you do with your organization. We keep each other's light burning. And so we can do that one another, not just on the radio, not just on the television, but on your jobs, in your homes, in your communities. That is what we do. We we absolutely do that. So now you got all this stuff going on with um, Be The Star That You Are. Is there anything else that you would want our audience to know about Cynthia Bryan and how they can connect with you, how they can work with you. Well, thank you again. If, uh, if people want to know more about me, they can go to my personal website, CynthiaBryan.com. And if anyone ever need, wants any lifestyle consultations, I do things by Skype or by phone or in person or, or you know, whatever they need, you can go to CynthiaBryan.com and you'll find my email and contact information there. And then, of course, we'd love you to get involved with Be The Star You Are Radio. We hope you'll pick up some books. All the books that I write are all inspirational, motivational, and I think life-changing. And so that's always the key to have it be, to, to be, to be um, a change maker. So CynthiaBryan.com, BeTheStarYouAre.org, and our radio show is um, at Star Style. So we, we, got the, we, we have the music Thank coming you. on for our exit now. You've been listening to Everyday yeah. Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and our fabulous guest, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star that you are. Until next week, peace and love. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>